Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds Steve and Joey are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable, quirky researchers and experts that evangelize it. Today's episode, we're exploring Underwater Worlds, Season 2, Episode 3. Woo! He's excited to be back on planet Earth thanks to some stone markers we asked the humans yes. to build a long time ago. I was fucking lost. I was down yeah. in Mexico for about a week. Yeah. I almost died. Flying through all that milk up there in the yeah, Milky Way. Uh, yeah. I was just dropping rocks yeah. and, you know, doing a lot of acid and peyote. I thought dropping rocks meant pooping or something. But. Well, that's a byproduct as well. Normal. How's it going, Steve? It's going pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, not totally sick for once in the last few weeks here. Nice. So that's nice. Yeah, I'm over my cold, too, yeah. for the most part. The weather here is really brisk. Uh-huh. <laughs> brusque. Yeah. Isn't brusque like uh, when somebody's blunt or something like that? Oh, he's very brusque with me. I don't know. Yeah. I like brisket. Yeah. Brusket. Yeah. A brisket, a brasket, mm-hmm. a titty-colored basket. <laughs> oh, or a brasket. Oh, there yeah, we go. A breast kit. A breast kit, yeah. yeah. That's what plastic surgery Beautiful. surgeons use. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. These, in case you didn't know what surgeons yeah. do. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to talk about underwater pyramids, cities, structures, things that have been taken over by the That's salty nature. sea. Which could be happening in our very near future again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Obama. Thanks a lot, <laughs> melters. Um, Are you a melter? <laughs> What did you say about the meatballs tonight? You said, oh, those are homemaders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Homemaders. Hey, did y'all call me? I know I'm tits out, technically, yeah. but I sound like Toe Mater as That's well. from a different show. I know. <laughs> We've got Cross a whole cinematic home. universe. Oh, wow. Excuse me. Uh, Is that that Disturbed uh, song intro? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to start off the show. With uh, some reader mail. We'll come up with a cooler name for it that's alien-related later. But, yeah, uh, uh, like uh, a message from beyond. Oh, there we go. Me- message from the gods? Message Maybe from... I don't know. In. Maybe just email? <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, extraterrestrial yeah. mail. Oh, right? yeah. See? ET mail. There it is. Extra-sexual <laughs> mail. We're having some ET mail here. Mm-hmm. Um, child dysfunction. Yeah, but not that movie. We don't need copyright infringement. It's not about that thing that called his house... You know, yeah. E.T. Call a, House. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cellular telephone. <laughs> Remember when he gets sick and they're covered in that white stuff? Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw some on Facebook people posting that yeah. recently. Do you think that was an allegory for, like, AIDS, the AIDS epidemic or something like that? Oh, cancer. Right. Uh, <laughs> E.T. was fingering, and that's where his penis is. <laughs> and Up now he has a penis. nickname, not Elliot, but like smelly it mm. because the finger released some brown bomber. Now, some people believe he was two knuckles deep inside of Elliot, and that's why he glue so hard. But glue? then, past- <laughs> oh, I glued over yeah. Elliot, too. <laughs> I glued. And then we makes that hand gesture, you know, the circle and the finger. Right. He's actually is fucking himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just, you know, reproduces on his own. That, yeah, his whole race does. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. They reproduce. Um, so back to the mail. Yeah, we got some ET mail here. That's pretty good, I think. We'll figure it out. Yeah, shut up. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> from a from a man, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, well, Darnell White. Don't want to wait. Do we want to give last names? 
that's just just his message. Is that normal? Thing, I'm I don't assuming, know. Yeah. Um, he'll probably. I mean, he seems stoked to listen to the show. I'm sure okay. he's stoked. Okay. To hear his name okay. I'm just throwing it out there from two celebs like us. <laughs> <laughs> High profile. Um, Darnell says, "Hey, first off, love your guys' podcast, especially when you do the children's impressions. When you were talking about how a horse and a mule make a donkey, which is." A horse and a donkey make a mule, right? Some, whatever. Yeah. I always get a mix up. Whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is sterile. It got me thinking. If the aliens did somehow fuck a bunch of Earth women and shit, or at least figure out a way to incinerate them, inseminate them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I did read it that way. Yeah. Too. I was like, why would they burn? Oh, inseminate. I, I'm done. Uh, figure out a way to inseminate them. Wouldn't it be possible to produce offspring? We just lost. Uh, did you lose something? Were you good on levels? I got all muffled, baby. I didn't hear anything. Oh, let me check my little. I hear you. You do? Yeah. Okay. It was this thing down here. It was clicking out. Sorry, guys. Um, you had a good flow, Joe. Then wouldn't it be possible to produce offspring that isn't able to reproduce? Who knows? Maybe the aliens or gods were trying to create another race of people like themselves, but just decided to give up after a while because nothing was working. And that's why there are no demigods today. Maybe also with the other things like griffins or centaurs uh, were all like experiments. And once they got what they needed, they just left. I don't know. Let me know what you think. And keep dropping dope pods. My audio popped back in. That's weird. Um, it's like in and out. Check your little your little things there. Um, but yeah, he brings up a good point. Check the white nub there. The white nub. See this white cable? Yeah. Follow that to your head. Oh, yeah. That's what I was just doing. Didn't you check that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in. I'm not getting anything yeah, yeah, weird yeah. on mine. It sounds normal now, of course. Okay. Um, it's that classic thing when you ask the IT guy to look at your computer because it's fucking up. He looks at it. Nothing is wrong with yeah. it. You Did know? you try turning it off and on again? <laughs> classic British. Irish guy no, Irish. Yeah. <laughs> in a um, British show. Yeah. But uh, so Darnell was referring to something we talked about in last episode, Gods and Aliens. Um, yeah. And... Uh, one of the many times we're going to bring up human alien hybrids or that they were maybe uh, hybridizing Testing animals or doing whatever. Yeah. Right. Like creating thing like the Greek gods like or, or the Greek demigods like the Gorgon, like which is what Medusa was, the snake headed right. woman and the snake body. Or even woman. Hercules, <laughs> yeah. who's super strong in right. all these things, you know. You know, Achilles, who was like almost invincible except for his heel or Perseus was, he was a foot strong guy. and whatever. Oh, yeah. He yeah. had a foot fetish. Um, was, yeah. Perseus. That's from Clash of the Titans. And that yes. was based on a true story. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was, but it was really just a guy that was really good at making handbags for people. Yeah. Um, but uh, they and it, he was a sus, a sis. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the allegory though was that because he could make even the meanest women like swoon and love his handbags, mm-hmm. it was like he could like fight a gorgon, like fight this evil yeah. snake-haired well, woman and I, make her you know die. I thought it was that his handbags were so strong they could even hide a nasty-ass bitch like that gorgon, right. and it wouldn't melt, it wouldn't break the bag, mm-hmm. it was sealed up, waterproof and tight, and then he said, deal with it, and he threw the head out there to his competition, turned uh-huh. him to stone. So you're saying that he the could crackings. hide a whole body in one of his handbags? No, it's just his handbags are so strong. Oh, I see. They wouldn't be affected by poisonous blood. Got it. Okay. And or gross women. I see. Um, but yeah, it's... it's or it's, pe- so, people. <laughs> to paraphrase what Darnell's asking here, it's like he's saying just like a donkey and a horse make a mule who while a donkey and a mule can breed... The offspring ho- cannot breed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they could, yeah. whatever. We, a horse and a mule. <laughs> this is so difficult for some reason. <laughs> we, and we, we could a look it up. A horse and a donkey <laughs> equals mule. So, yeah. whatever. Um, but um, basically, two animals can create one offspring, but right. that offspring cannot continue on. Right. Uh, at least creating new life. Mm-hmm. So, he's saying, like, maybe back in the day, um, 
this is how they were described as demigods, and the right. aliens were like, fuck, we just, this isn't working, we can't figure right. it out. And when I read this, I was like, wow, that's a really interesting point. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really even think of it. Because like we that, were asking yeah. on the episode, why aren't there like fucking mass graves or layers that they found with tons of skeletons or anything like that? Gorgons now. Or, or griffins or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. it was. So he brings up a really good point that maybe they were sterile and they just created a chunk of them, but. They were probably super powerful and weird or whatever, and yeah. so and revered as having special powers or just being super different and odd, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was an interesting question, uh, Darnell. Thank you. Um, we're gonna move real quick to so we introduced uh, the concept last time. Not really a segment, I guess, but we're gonna do five star reviews here. So we said to our listeners, um, if you give us a five star review on iTunes and then write us in the comments, and you can roast us if you want to. But uh, even though you don't know us, but write a little review in the comments that we'll read it on the air. So we got a couple of good ones. So the first one is entitled Must Have a Sense of Humor Because Aliens. And it's by a man named or a woman named Batmobile. Um, He says, if you're a fan of ancient aliens and want a good laugh, listen to this podcast. If you're sensitive and don't have a sense of humor, then keep it moving. This podcast is hilarious and the guys on here are funny. Keep it up, fellas. Looking forward to the next episode. Thank you, Batmobile. Boom. That's very nice. And I uh, thought that was maybe Matt because he loves Batman. I thought that too. My yeah. shitty roommate. Yep. But uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be so nice. He, no. wouldn't bring, he wouldn't be able to bring himself to not have some sarcasm sort of hatred and, and yeah. cutting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it kind of encapsulated like when we were first thinking about this show and brainstorming mm-hmm. and like, that's exactly what we like is that we love the show, even though we're critical of it all the time, but we love talking about it and it's very entertaining because yeah, it's very fun. the guys are quirky and we, we love kind of quirky, weird people and, uh, and yeah, we just, we just obsess about guys like that. So yeah. and gals, but, yeah. um, yeah, the Most next one yeah, <laughs> is, uh, entitled awesome podcast by Toda man. T-O space D-A space man. Not Ooh, space man. Not, I was say, not the space man. <laughs> Careful. Um, he says, I love ancient aliens, but watch it more for the comedic relief. Glad to hear other like-minded people's review. The Childress and Coppins imitations are spot on. Thank you. And I can't help myself from doing the accents there myself. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Toda man. You know what they say in Spanish? Thank you. <laughs> es Toda. <laughs> yeah. That's everything. Gracias. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was... Uh, I hate to say a toto-so, yeah. but a fucking toto-so. <laughs> a toto-man-so. Uh, yeah, let's uh, dive right in. <laughs> um, that's great. You've been working on learning the Moana soundtrack. It sounded oh, yeah. just like just that. Just like that. Crazy. The just Rock and Hawaii. They're blowing some guys. They gotta surf with Murph. <laughs> The guy from RoboCop. <laughs> or the old Surf the Murph is a character from the 50s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so or, I thought that's where you're going with. Or Murph, Jessica Chastain's character in Interstellar. All right, that's been a really yeah. great show, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, let's dive right in for the second joke of the, of the time. <laughs> second joke of that other time. Um, we start off with... The ocean, because <laughs> mm. they really don't get to what the core of the segment is about it at first. Um, A.K.A. the Earth's vagina. Right. Um, I was going to say bladder, but that doesn't really make sense either. No, because where all the life came from, and it's mm. that nice, wet, salty slop. That's true. It gets all frothy on the sides. Yeah. So you know it's working. So our, what is the sperm of, what's the penis of the Earth then? Uh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, technically, every man I has think, enough to populate the I whole mean, earth. <laughs> I mean, I think land is the penis, and uh, water is the vagina. That's true. And they're meeting together, yep. and on that salty shore, yeah. where life could come from. Because, <laughs> salty shore. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, and the penis technically always has to be somewhat smaller than the vagina, yeah. otherwise it wouldn't And fit. harder. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and volcanoes are the earth's warts. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... The, or herpes. Yeah. I guess more herpes probably. And people don't understand, they don't really know this, but the word wave means the, in Latin, the beefy lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I, I got some tasty beefy lips out there, bro. <laughs> yeah, the high tide's coming in. We got some offshore pumpers just coming in, dude. <laughs> Steve, you're just surfing and eating a roast beef sandwich again. <laughs> I know. It's my beefy lips. <laughs> And I'm just like fingering myself. <laughs> One of your surf buddies is just like throwing yeah. beefy sandwiches at you, so you're catching. Yeah, some right beef. off the pier. <laughs> Hook me up, bro. <laughs> Slam a tin yeah. or whatever. That's why we need some sound effects, like actual ones. But that's well, oh, that's I got analog. told not to touch those anymore. That's true. Um, well, you were getting ads on your free <laughs> fucking soundboard program. We were told too. by Gorsh Jordan, yeah. take the soundboard away from Steve on yeah. our other show. So. <laughs> um, I, I'll look into maybe. I'll talk to. Uh, Far apart, Josh, to see mm-hmm. what he would recommend yeah, for yeah. some, because I think there's samplers I could probably get, mm-hmm. just like the normal stuff. board. They have like those, buttons, yeah, 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 you know, the buttons kinda, on yeah, them. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we start off with kind of general concept stuff about how massive the ocean is, how it's 71 percent of the planet, um, and it is relatively unexplored, um, <laughs> which is pretty true. Uh, scientists will talk about that all the time that they they haven't like fucking. Master explored more than half yeah. of the ocean like the ocean floor especially like that deep is pretty gnarly yeah i mean a lot of it's probably been map you know kind of like in the stars and all that you can yeah. map it but to actually get down in there and right. see what's going on yeah they can sonar it and whatever too yeah. but it doesn't mean they're seeing what um yeah what a handful of these archaeological expeditions that we talk about in this episode uh see which is a little more hands-on scans of uh, hands-on scans yeah uh, of what looked like cities or mm-hmm. just man-made structures of some kind. So yeah. um, they start out with the fact that like urban cities have been found unearthed by lowering by the lowering sea levels like ten thousand years ago. When, when you look at like the geological yeah. record and whatever, uh, which means technically, urban cities then must have been around during or before the ice age that caused that eventually melted. Right. So. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let's go through that again. So uh, since so. 10,000 years ago when the Ice Age was fully melted, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, it no, was melted no. down. Melted or frozen? 21,000 years ago was when the 21,000 uh, BC to about 10,000 BC was the mm-hmm. Ice Age, right? Right. So then it started to thaw. Right. Um, so you're saying prior to that, right. there was something built and then the thaw happened? So basically... Something must have been built either during a chunk of the Ice Age, which is highly unlikely because there'd be a lot of death and whatever, or it was built before the Ice Age over 20,000 years ago because they wouldn't have found it until at least 10,000. Because it's not saying that it's 10,000-year-old city. is that it melt, it, 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 the meltdown happened and it was not under ice anymore 10,000 years ago. So, oh, so it was exposed to ice. air. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it was like exposed. It started being exposed to air again 10,000 years Sorry, ago. I was thinking something under the sea. I'm like, no, that's when it gets. The map sorry, is was, weird or whatever. But, but anyway, so they're saying that by default, which makes mathematical sense, that, that sh- a lot of the shit must have been built before that ice age, you know. And so, um, and that's up until about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, it seems like, right around when this aired. Because um, we found a lot of evidence since that Homo sapiens have been Homo sapiens for like 200,000 years, maybe. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to 40,000 years, which is right, what 40, they thought 50, before. Yeah. Um, 
which could mean if we had the same brain that we do now, we had much more potential to build things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the Ice Age might have totally just fucked that up. And, yeah, just annihilated everything. And it's, it was kind of an interesting – I never really thought of it this way – was that, oh – even if there was a precursor, more like not even more advanced, but I guess you could call it more advanced compared to the the caveman age, like the Stone Age. But like, if there was a massive ice age that killed off a fuck ton of people, then just like how the mammals survived in the extinction event with the dinosaurs by hiding in right. caves and underground, maybe people did too. They lost all their shit, but they survived and had to fucking go back to just hunting, gathering, and living well, in little yeah, small groups. Were you know, frozen over and yeah. right. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you have to imagine too, like. The, this ice age was literally like northern Europe was covered in two and a half miles high of ice. Like that's fucking insane. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, totally changed the climate. A bunch of shit under there would have been completely lost and forgotten about too. You know. So well, th- that would take a really long time to freeze it over, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like oh, a year later now everything's two miles under ice. Right. right. It's like, and it's not shit, like the, tons of and time. it's not like the ice appeared at twenty one thousand BC and it just right. went whoop. It was. It probably took. A while to get there. Right, too, right. They so. probably were building during an ice age and then oh, right. whatever. It, I mean, it creeped all over sorts. or something yeah. too, you know, or the, or the crop started failing as it got colder. Right, and, and then they like took that. off and yeah, yeah. Probably um, pressed everyone south. There's or a towards lot, the equator. Yeah, there's a lot of Graham Hancock in this episode. Mm. Um, he's kind of the most snide British man. That's, that's always like an elderly man that was on my street. Called yeah. him Grammy Hancock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more just because they jerked you off. Yeah, because he was a Grammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you know, old people. You know, like Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa um, Joe. But, I mean, when you take into account, as as Hancock says here, that 10 million square miles of land, which is the equivalent of about Europe and China combined, was completely covered in ice and then melted, that's going to make a dramatic shift in the height of the ocean, of the sea level, right? So you're going to have no. a lot of fucking water now going into the ocean and raising up. So Yeah, by um, by good feats. I think they did good they feats. they do say um if all the shit melted, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have like a water world situation. Right. It would still be plenty of land everywhere, It'd right. just be probably, you know, a chunk of feet high. Right. a chunk of feet. Yeah, yeah. Uh I know, would I would guess we'd probably 20, lose like 10, twenty or thirty percent of the land or something. And you have I don't to even go, think go it's higher, that high. Yeah. You just I have to go the coast would be fucked, but you'd have yeah. to move to higher I ground. think it's literally like Maybe 20 feet of water or something. Right. I don't yeah. know. Because you have to think about it, too. That is a lot of fuck ton of ice, but spread over the entire ocean. World. You yeah. know what I mean? So, Because if it's compressed and it's only about 20% of the globe is, is the ice at the very top, right. you know, in a circle, like, it can't be all the water, you know, so. Because um, it's flat. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this big ring of ice that's around the world, yeah. you know. Um, and that and what about and what in. about the Midgar serpent yeah. that keeps the world spinning yeah. and yeah. you know you know I worship him uh, yeah. that's why I flush snacks down the toilet because I know right. it's going down to him yeah yeah and he will uh, obey and you know it is nice having a flat Earth because eventually the sewers they just go off into space and who gives a yeah. fuck if, yeah. if space has a bunch of poop and pee floating around it yeah it. those aliens might you know I mean know. I guess yeah. but you just fly above it yeah. you know fuck them because gravity works in space too <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. apparently. <laughs> God, if uh, you listen to Flat Earth or <laughs> subscribe to Flat Earth, yeah, if you're a Flat Earther, uh, write us because you're dumb. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast, Flat Earth Proof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode, I, I really like this episode because even though there's not a lot of complicated stuff, it's really just archaeological site after archaeological site, which I guess is a lot of the episodes, but it's not a lot of really technical stuff. It's more just. I liked it because it was like, look at this fucking insane, ma- obviously man-made thing. Yeah, under everything's the ocean. underwater. Yeah. So that means there's shit that we just didn't know about because it got 
Yeah, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, over. like that water adds such another level of dealing with shit. Like yeah. Anytime you're like digging, whatever, if you're on ground, yeah, I can bring in people. We can all just breathe and, yeah. and dig. We're underwater. It's just such another level. Even with that stupid, uh, what's that, Oak Island? Yes. Yeah, like yeah. just because the, the thing was flooded, yep. it like was nearly impossible to deal yeah. with. Oh, yeah. It's like. Just that extra element that always adds. Well, yeah. I mean, water is death. An element. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, so anyway, um, Graham Hancock also, who is, I think every single time he's on screen, says, and mainstream archaeology is just not doing a good job of explaining this or finding this. or like, And I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but he's kind of right. Like, because there is, you know, well, Childress comes out and says, you know, that, oh, there are over 200 sunken cities out there hmm. that we haven't explored yet and it's like that is pretty crazy i don't know where that evidence comes from that's what, i guess that's what archaeologists estimate you know mm-hmm. but uh he also i'm i'm wondering if he's also pulling that out of like there's about 200 mentions in all religions and, and mythology of sunken cities so maybe that's why they think that right i don't know but um i actually tried to look that up and couldn't like confirm where that 200 number came from yeah like yeah wh- yeah where is he pulling in yeah um so like oh the earth is six thousand years old because someone did all this math right like no or i wonder if it was like how many societies like societies per capita of a of a country Along had structures or, or well, yeah. yeah i don't know so anyway but uh this i found really interesting so our first children's alert here he says <laughs> it has been said that there have been more books written about atlantis than any other subject and so i did a little research on this too because that's a pretty bold statement i think just because it's been around for so goddamn long yeah well but i was like like, really atlantis and so i looked it up and hit disney movie for about 15 minutes i I could not find a mention (laughs) of anyone but him saying that Mm -hmm. because he says some say (laughs) or it has been said and say yeah or there was one Amazon review of a book about Atlantis that a guy also, some the, re- the reviewer who was not Dave Childress, mm-hmm. said there's been more books <laughs> written about Atlantis, but this one's the best. I can't even remember the name of the book. But uh, it doesn't really matter, but that's pretty gnarly. To, that's a pretty big statement. Like, like yeah, yeah. more than any other subject. I'm like, yeah. you go to that fucking... I mean, I spend a lot of time in the erectile dysfunction section of Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And there's like 60 books just there. Yeah. You know? On my wiener. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just pictures of your face in yeah. different angles says, Joey's ED. Right. And every, yeah, every book I open up just says, take the stack of books off your dick yeah. and yeah. maybe it'll work again with some yeah. surgery. <laughs> yeah. Do not smack this part of the book right. into your dick. Do not forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then all the women in there are just pointing and laughing right. and shaming you and then you go off crying. I yeah. mean, I have a massive flaccid penis, but it's kind of dead because I've been yeah. stretching it and smashing it under these yeah. books for just so pulling long. Them. And, but that's your trigger is the crying women. So that's actually... True. I'm going to tell you this, Joey. Yeah. I pay those women because I do. I know that's for you. Yeah. Oh, you, thank you. You know, I, I, yeah. I had to break the the It's all right. And the masquerade. Of, <laughs> that's a you know, this is it. Yeah. I was doing it long enough, but we got to move on. You yeah. got to grow up. Well, Not going to pay these people anymore. The cost anymore. of all of the bookshelves I knock over with my then eventual massive thin boner. It's yeah. about a quarter inch thick, but it's yeah. like. 10 feet long at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the, all the it's dangerous. It's, it's dinosaurific. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a child eye poker yeah, right yeah. there. I mean, I, I could, if it was a little thicker, I could probably clothesline some kids, but it, right now it would kind of <laughs> yeah. just noodle and Legally, and you shouldn't, though. Yeah. yeah. You can't. It's, yeah. it's really, it's pretty much, you think of a, um, like a balloon animal balloon, but before it's blown up, 
Yeah. Act as if the air only went forward and not like out, like like right. like uh, volumetrically, you know. And if it was peach, or kind of brown. Volumetric. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> yeah, I don't stupid know for that. Phrase. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's pretty much how it looks. So it's. I yeah. mean, I try to close on because it just wraps around their neck. Joey, I'm four hundred thousand dollars in debt because you're <laughs> trying to get you hard. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's over. You're done. That's real you're love, done. I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's the only way I come, though, is watching you oh, in these uh, horrific moments. Now it moments. makes sense. Fucking yeah. selfish asshole. Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for paying Gotta have some in there for daddy. <laughs> Thanks for paying $400,000. <laughs> um, Those kids weren't cheap to buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, like as you mentioned before, we go into uh, the two books uh, from Plato, the Greek philosopher. So he was around 360 BC. Um, Childress says, you know, like... There, you know, there are all these fucking books, but yeah. but but the two that we study most are Plato's The Timaeus and The Critias, and so um, he Plato described Atlantis as a highly advanced city with concentric ringed walls existing nine thousand years before his time, so roughly ten thousand years ago, um, if he was in the three hundreds BC. So it was, was described as having huge palaces for multiple kings. Huge naval forces. They went around and conquered other countries at the time around the mm-hmm. world. It's a big island nation. Uh, a little bit later, they talk about how it really probably wasn't just one set of islands, but went across almost halfway across the Atlantic. There's this huge yeah. chain of islands or whatever. So, um, But uh, then we go right to Poseidon, or Poseidon, yeah. as uh, Eric Von Daniken calls him. And, uh, the old Poseidon Poseidon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out. He loved what Von Daniken refers to as hot, wet, a cunts. pretty, a pretty wonderful young woman girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those really beautiful, wonderful young women types. He says, Poseidon came to Ort and found a pretty, wonderful young woman girl on Earth. And he took this woman girl and made her a pregnant. <laughs> and, to pro- and to protect her, built Atlantis. So... Poseidon knocked a chick up, he fancied someone, and built an mm-hmm. entire massive city, which I guess when you're talking to about myths, her. Yeah. when you're talking about myths and stuff, again, the Battle of Troy was over the beauty of, you know, the, what, of, yeah. of, of the, or, you know, the most beautiful one in the world, all that shit. But, uh, but still, you know, that's, that's very mythological. But if you listen to the last episode or just one of the, you know, it's the, one of the main tent poles of ancient astronaut theory is We're talking about boners, Joe. <laughs> Which is Poseidon and the Greek gods and un- pretty much any god mm-hmm. were, according to the ancient astronaut theory, flesh and blood advanced extraterrestrials yeah, yeah. with advanced technology that seemed like magic to younger primitive people. Mm-hmm. So um, The young female types. Right. <laughs> On the earth. Uh, you know, these young woman girls. Yeah. And they're yeah. pretty wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to meet a young woman girl sometime. <laughs> Which sounds really cool. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'd like to kiss her on the yeah. lips. Oh, that'd be terrific. <laughs> that'd be so nice. Ooh, see them bazooms growing, yeah. maybe, you know? Because, <laughs> like, woman girl makes me think of, like, a, a girl just, like, first day of puberty. <laughs> like, oh, now it's a oh, woman God. girl. It's like I think, mansion. like, maybe 15, Joe. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not a creep, okay? Because <laughs> it reminds me of the term man child or something. But, but see, man child, well, I know it's a different thing. It's all, yeah. it's an immature older dude, whatever, you know, yeah, but, or um, like a baby Huey looking motherfucker, right? Or yeah. those two twins in uh, Nothing But Trouble, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which Man was babies. one of them a girl? No, they were both, they're boys. both, boys. they were like okay. twin dudes, yeah. yeah. Um, so we then, uh, oh, then Childress is back on nothing much interesting other than he says that Plato describes um, Atlantis as likely being 
by the Straits of Gibraltar, by the Pillars of Hercules, which is the gateway from the Mediterranean Sea to the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if let's say I was agreeing with everything that Childress or them said, if you could argue that that was kind of the end, the edge of the world for Greeks and Romans, because mm-hmm. the Mediterranean was a big enough, it's a small ocean, a sea, but it's still right, big right. enough to for think an old you've ship done or it whatever. all. Yeah. So that's kind of like the edge of the world, like the unexplored mm-hmm. territory out there. So, because um, as we get to next. Uh, most people are thinking that it was actually that Atlantis started in the Bahamas and the Cuba area, and which is which then like you know Bahamas down here, Cuba's over there. That's what makes them think it was this big chain that went out in the Central Atlantic. Yeah. So um, in 1968, um, an archaeologist named J. Manson Valentine, Happy Valentine, um, believed he found part of Atlantis with a strange rock formation in some pretty shallow water, and they call these the Bimini Stones, mm. and so. Um, it looked like a, it did look like a regular, like a, an artificially built kind of like rectangular thing with a curve and then a bunch of little rocks in a grid and whatever. Um, and, uh, they think that, oh, there's they th- pretty much the rest of this segment. And the next one is just like, here's this man-made structure under here. Here's yeah. this man-made structure under here too. So we cut to Cuba and there's a Russian team of, of, uh, archeologists that find these, very symmetrical stone structures, like a half mile down, which is fucking super, right, super deep. deep. Yeah, um, miles about five thousand feet. Right. So this is about two to three thousand feet, right. and it's so deep they had to send a fucking Titanic camera sub down there. Yeah. So like you know, if, if anyone's seen Titanic or the making mm-hmm. of like, uh, or the movie The Abyss, like you have this right. like little thing, like because the pressure is so great. It's very hard for a human to survive down there in a normal suit or submarine or whatever too, because it's super super deep. So isn't it weird how great and bad could be used as the same? For that, the pressure's so bad down there. Right, exactly. Yeah, and pressure's really great because one is just a, an amount, and one's a judgment call. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but uh, remember, Michael Jackson's bad. You know I'm bad. I'm bad. You know I'm bad. I'm bad. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's uh, how it went. And then Weird Al yeah. did. I'm obese. Peace. You know I'm fat. <laughs> and then. That's when Macaulay Culkin fell in love. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so they did a sonar scan as well as having this cool camera submarine. Pretty cool um, cam. <laughs> and uh, they bring, kind of for no reason, they bring Linda Howe, the plastic surgery queen on here. It's kind oh, of her yeah. only appearance. Yeah, with the big hair, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember and uh, and the kind of like Joker, like the pullback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looks like the Joker, one of her his victims in the Michael Keaton yes, Jack. that's Jokers. exactly right, yeah. Very poignant. Yeah, <laughs> great job. 89 Batman. Right. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she comes on and she's, like, just saying, you know, they have these large rectangulars. There's no there's no impression to really be had with her. Yeah, it's just a tone. Hey, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she just talks about how it be, the, the, the structures were these massive structures, rectangular. They had avenues in between them. That was something I had a, the tiniest of problems because avenue mm-hmm. technically just means a throughway. It doesn't mean, but right. it it, it kind of seemed like she was trying to paint the picture that it was a walking something street or weird. something. Yeah. But that was I'm kind of being nitpicky with that too. But um, anyway, these were there was thirty structures in total, megalithic levels, so thousands and thousands of pounds per rock or structure mm-hmm. or something, then stacked on each other and you know pyramid you know stacked up and whatever. Um, some of them were circular, some of them were in pyramid shapes, um, and uh, then it cuts really quickly to the first appearance of a man I just started calling Captain Cockney, um, Andrew Collins. So he comes on and he he looks like Phil Collins. He's a series regular, except this is I, I I haven't seen this season for a long time. But from season I don't know 
well, I'll correct myself later, but season like four or five on, he looks like he's like a head shaver because he was going bald, like mm-hmm, a head mm-hmm. shaver, and then wears oh, a fedora man. or a pork pie all the time. Yeah. Um, but rough uh, hat, rough hat choice. Yeah. He he is kind of smack dab in the middle. He's pretty rational. It seems like when he's talking about stuff. Um, he he starts off here as an Atlantis expert, so it makes sense why they have him on. Um, and uh, he, but later on, he really moves to like UFO abduction culture and stuff mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, anyway, he just comes on um, and uh, just says, "This has been you know a prehistoric advanced culture, tens of thousands of years old that likely sank over six thousand years ago." She was only yeah. sixteen. <laughs> Uh, I just watched the sequel last night. I finally finished it, The Trip to Italy with Steve Coogan and okay. uh, Rob Brydon. Not as good as the yeah, first one. Because Spain but is part two? That's part three, three. which is the newest okay, one so I have watched that's the one yet. I need to watch, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Coogan doesn't have much to do in the second one. Like, they make him much nicer. Yeah, he's like the mellow he's not, one. He's not yeah, as acerbic yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff, and he's just being good with his son. So I think they're showing him character. Why are we talking about that? I don't, well, anyway. I was just, yeah. No, it's my fault. I was I brought it up. Back on point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brought to you by Ballpoint Pets, which isn't a brand. It's a type. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves a solid baller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also mentions that it's speculated that the description um, of an island culture, of describing Atlantis as an island culture, an island nation, by Plato wasn't just limited to the Bahamas and Cupid, but that he's the one that... that um, it's, it's funny. They're not saying Plato theorized it. They're saying that now we think... Based off of, even though Plato's books are the ones they study the most, but they're saying, mm-hmm. now we think it was this long-running archipelago like I was just talking about. So, um, skipped ahead a little bit. But then the next big point they make is the one where I was like, I mean, it's, it's Atlantis anyway, but I was just yeah. like, they go, oh, and ironically, it sits right next to the Bermuda Triangle. Like, it's like the left side of the triangle. So, it's, it sits deeper in the triangle? It's it's like on the left chunk of it. Like, the left, like, bottom. Like, the part... That's more towards like the north bottom south left, America. the bottom left angle. Yes, the one towards Jamaica and the, the Bahamas wall. and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and so, as as you might have listened two episodes ago, I think mm-hmm. um, uh, mysterious places uh, that was mostly about the Bermuda Triangle and yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And as we talked about on there, the Bermuda Triangle in general has been debunked as having other than some magnetic anomalies, which have, ne- have never actually been reported to have caused crashes or disappearances. Mm-hmm. Even though disappearances have occurred, but right. as Steve pointed out, the actual statistics of that are no different than anywhere else in the world over any other part yeah. of the ocean or land. Or and anything. it was a heavy trade route for a very long time. Right. And it is, you know, there's there a lot of turmoil in those areas just <laughs> yeah. from a, a tide and sea kind of standpoint and, yeah, war yeah. and all that shit. There's there's all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah it's like Whew, that, a little bit rough. The tide and sea, that reminds me of that uh, Tide Pod challenge going on right now. People eating them Tide Pods. Yeah, they're good. I don't know why... <laughs> It's like fucking. It's like uh, I use those on my toaster strudels because mm. it's that same kind of packet. You just yeah. bite it. And it's so aesthetically it pleasing off. too. Yeah, yeah. Who's the blue? I honestly think like that's part of where it came from too. Is that people white take, is goo? Peeper take <laughs> peeper tape. peeper taker. So much a picture of food. <laughs> um, people take so much pic- so many pictures of their fucking beautiful. food. It's yeah. It's I don't know. It's weird. but the fucking thing. Those tide bobs have been around not right. forever, but for like for ten quite years. A long time. Yeah, that wait a long time. The, Dennis Quaid, Quaid, Quaid along, start the reactor Quaid, along. Yes. <laughs> Where is Quaid? Yeah. <laughs> Open your mind, Joey. <laughs> um, Joey. Open your mind. Open your mind. Okay. 
That's my Anu. You want? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know if you wanted one too. <laughs> I was doing. Oh, I'll do that. Let me stick my fingers I, up I, inside I, your oh, little mouth. Oh, and, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, <laughs> close your fucking mind, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Sorry, my Arnold wasn't good enough <laughs> just, for you. Well, yours was all oh, because he, he was sticking his fingers in. I'm the president. <laughs> um, the president. And the no, governor. That's joking because it does not. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so this really is the crux of. I mean. They kind of bring Giorgio Sukalus on. He's got some flowy hair in this one, too. Oh, yeah. It's not super spiked. This is like, this he's is going blue, to his Greek, yeah. Greek roots in this. This is sure. the blue background. Like, it's weird because you kind of like, obviously you can tell the shooting days, like, which is insane because when they're behind, they're in the same outfit, behind the same background with the same hair and tan, you know that they shot, and like, some of the fucking same scenes. They probably shot all this in like right. five days. <laughs> right. Like, each... Because like the first the, few, the first few seasons for years, so literally for years, they'll use like the same day's discussion, and then like so then I'm just imagining it must have been like 16 hours of, and I think to that's what I'm saying, they probably filmed like, the whole season right. in a couple days, right, or a day per person or something like something that, you weird, know, like yeah. and uh, it's, but it's like because you know that these guys, I mean, we're doing a fucking they podcast don't have a lot of clothes. <laughs> Um, well, they probably have time travel technology too. Yeah, access. Uh, but they can remember, <laughs> even though they put time, time yeah, back. Wait, I don't what? Know. Wait, <laughs> what are they forgetting? <laughs> like, like if they're so, still like, remembering they're what they talked themselves? about, like they're yeah. turning time back to right. make more time. So they're themselves. more dimensional travelers. Yeah, than exactly. Time travelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't talk about stuff like that on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sooks comes on and he says, you know, he's they're talking oh, about hey, the Sooks. <laughs> they talk oh, about hey, how, what if these islands, which in the Greek myths were talked about as not Atlantis specifically, but there are Greek myths where it talks about the Titans, which were the precursors to the gods, right. that they some of them fell from the sky and became some of the islands of the planet. Mm-hmm. Like they fell in the water and became an island. Yeah. So somehow this becomes, um, uh, you know, if you're thinking of Titans as extraterrestrials or something from the sky or whatever... Then Sooks thinks they could be ships like that that are that that Atlantis didn't uh, disappear right it He's, was floating yeah up he above. says he says Plato states that Atlantis disappeared in one night in fire and smoke <laughs> I don't think Atlantis sank I think it lifted off it's like smoke I think it <laughs> floats. <laughs> <laughs> I think it croaked. <laughs> Get a little Woody Allen in there yeah, too. Oh, oh. Uh, ooh, I almost liked it. Mm. <laughs> um, ooh, some of his his recent allegations from his adopted daughter at seven years old are fucking gnarly. But hey, I always separate the art from the artist. So, um, but uh, bad form, Joe. Bad form. <laughs> uh, I guess we're gonna get Woody on the show now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so his theory is that. If the description of Atlantis, which was mythologically stated by Plato to have disappeared in one day and one night, mm-hmm. that and maybe that even like a giant storm or cataclysm came and buried it under the ocean, yeah. But it was described as having a bunch of smoke and fire. So Sooks is saying maybe these weren't islands; they were these they were like moving cities, and kind perhaps, yep. perhaps the aliens, um, you know, or these advanced people from Atlantis or whatever with alien technology. Decided we got to get the fuck out of here. The ice age is starting, or whatever. Some, you know? Yeah. So, oh fuck, we froze the earth. Right. Um, and so, anyway, um, it, it it was interesting though. At the same time, I asked the question at this point, like, 
because the narrator was like, was it a safe haven for the aliens on Earth? And I was mm-hmm. like, but why did they need a safe haven? Like, why didn't they just move a little further south if they were at the mercy of the weather? But also, if you're that advanced to have interstellar travel, again, couldn't you, you like... care about weather? And couldn't you terraform planets and change the weather yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, like, they, the aliens that they describe in... Uh-huh. International theory are, have I, a lot of human flaws, yeah. Which is which is always what part of is part of what makes me go back to like maybe there's just projection going on, yeah, here, yeah. You know, um, instead of erection. Um, <laughs> I I would also say slip that in, huh? It could also be falling. Could be some sort of meteors, right? Exactly. Right, like you know some rocks. Falling down from right. the sky and blossoms people around, and you right. know, that could cause an ice age too. Right? It could like the meteor that killed all the dinosaurs through That's an a good ice point. age. So yeah. maybe some big fucking rock came down, like oh there it is, boom, right. ice age. Not a nuclear winter, but cl- the same, a, same effect. Yeah, just you know, crazy. Yeah, blocking out the sun or whatever. But um, our arrows will, will block out, block out, block out the sun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, you could argue that you know, hey, if we as modern humans now thinking about our own space travel and how important it is for us to colonize other planets and not have earth be the only one Yeah, that you could, you could argue they were doing the same thing. Like they, they used up what they did or learned enough or did whatever. And they want to colonize other places. I don't know. But you think with how fucking cool their, their, uh, society was, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> plus that's the part that doesn't make sense is that if according to Plato, they went around and conquered all these other countries, wouldn't there be, some Atlantean through line with these other countries. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like, some like evidence. a deeper connection. But right. I mean, do they, I can't remember if in South America there's, I mean, cause that's where they think the Atlanteans went. Right. But I just don't know if they have like markings or right. shit in their history. That and that's, say, yes, this is a, that's the thing. When you only have a couple books from a guy from 360 BC to go on. Talking about something from 10,000 right. years prior. He's talking about what, if we were talking about like literally 10,000 years ago, was like or 10,000 BC was like the Sumerians and stuff like that, and it's yeah. like, but at least we have their writing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, all sorts <laughs> of, of data. Right. Okay, let's say we want to talk about uh, San Francisco a hundred years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming a bastion for experimentation and being yourself. Yeah, and sailor stuff. boys. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> he was a sailor boy. He said, "See you later, boy. I'm gonna fuck this other sailor." Because it was a sex party, like an orgy. So, because um, we book up the book. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I was just gonna uh, say rude. boys. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, they prefer oral sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no clue where you got that data from. Not from me, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so we move on. Well, still, I'm, I still have issues with this. You would also think I have ag- tissues again. <laughs> Austin Powers, baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If, if, again, they were this, like, world-conquering race, Mm -hmm. wouldn't almost every culture, or at least a few cultures, go, oh, and then the invaders from the sea came with their amazing technology and Mm -hmm. whatever. The seamen came. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) destroyed my wives. Then the seamen came all over our shores, and and, and Salty Crew was born. (laughs) Joey, innuendos. Humor like that. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Unlistenable. Um, but th- that'd be the best if she was like still <laughs> listening to every episode. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> They're bitch. talking about me. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So that's yeah. that's my problem with that. There's just, for Atlantis, in specific, for, now, 
underwater societies, plenty of evidence in this episode for that, which is oh, what yeah, I all like. Sorts of shit. Yeah. You can just see it. You can fucking whatever. Yeah. But like Atlantis in particular, there's really no evidence other than than uh, scholarly works, and that's it. You right. Know? Right. Like, so anyway. Yeah. Like I don't even know if we found Atlantis if we knew we would that we found it. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, what are they going to say that says this is Atlantis? Like, right. what's the Rosetta Stone? Like, what's going to convert that weird language and all this technology? Exactly. And, yeah. Um, Especially being under sea, like under the sea. Yeah. Da, 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 under the seaweeds. The sea. I mean, the seaweed's going to be greener around Atlantis, probably. Um, you know, they, it's wetter and yeah. it's always better. Yeah. Under the they sea. talked. About, I mean, a lot of the the younger Atlanteans, the redheaded ones, they mm-hmm. talked about going out of the walls, you know, going up there. Yeah. But that's a big mistake. Yeah. They got you they're like, look at the concentric ringed walls around you, right here on the Star Destroyer. <laughs> what wonderful rings surround you. <laughs> what more is you looking for? <laughs> I can't find a goddamn sound that sounds like uh, that. It's fine. What was <laughs> Oh, that's kinda true. Not a harpsichord, but like a like a, a music box style thing. That's what this is called, music box. Oh, so there we go. Um, but anyway. Um, and they gonna... called their uh, tools dingle fangles. Yes, exactly. Um, that's the only Atlantean word we know. So yeah. As soon as we What's find that. What's it called? Not dingle. What dingle hopper. Called? Dingle yeah. hopper. Yeah. <laughs> I got who's it's My, a uh, plenty. <laughs> yeah. Or, or My whatever. dingle picker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dingle berries yeah. from my asshole. <laughs> Pickle. Because <laughs> um, we use paper. Right. <laughs> so... We take a little journey now to the to the Orient to to Yonaguni, Japan, uh, which is on like the southmost part of the Japanese um, uh, island chain archipelago. I was trying to oh, do something else. classic Japan. Yeah. Um, so in 1987, a man named uh, Kichiro Arataki discovered a massive complex si. of uh, stone formations just 60 feet below the surface off the coast. Um, this is like considered still to this day one of the greatest archaeological discoveries, and it's like it's gnarly. Like it's this massive. Like it doesn't look as much at like a stacked pyramid as if it was carved out of solid rock. But you're um, Gornick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like this super fucking thick. Like it's like a giant mesa was there. Like and there were some cowboys on there. Yeah. Moo mesa. Moo, no. Yeah. It was like there was a giant mesa that they just carved all the shapes in, so they kind of right. made a one piece pyramid. And there was there was there was megalithic rocks that they like stuffed into like places and whatever, yeah. which is you know, a feat in and of itself. I, but I, it was a one piece thing, which yeah. was like the amazing thing about I, it. I will say my problem with all this is they pretty much say Japan was pure alien, like pure right. outside influence. Like yep. they did nothing themselves. <laughs> uh-huh. Had. They they thought of eating wasabi, right? And it was soy it was, sauce. It was either the um, the lady that came out of the the craft or the dogu they talk about towards yeah, the end yeah, of the episode. Yeah. And it's like um, now they they came from China, right. China, yeah, and uh, probably just yeah. ate the took, local well, things. Yeah, they, they well, I mean, they took a lot of the shit with yeah. them as they went to these islands, yeah. and then kind of turned into their own deal. But, yeah, because they isolated so hardcore yeah. that they they yeah. created their own culture. So. Um, but there is something interesting with your point, though. We'll come back to it later. But um, uh, anyway, there yeah. were tools on the on the uh, Yonaguni site. There's engravings, uh, clearly some sort of writing. They don't know what it is found near the site. It does not look natural. It's about two football fields long, which is fucking huge. So then we get the first appearance of a very energetic gentleman um, that is on the rest of the series. And he's a lanky man. He's got a... Uh, Long, very kind of Pantene Pro V, part in the middle, blonde hair. Um, he does have a large forehead. Most people will 
recognize him by that. But his name is David Wilcock, and it's I think for now they just call him his his uh, little byline just says author slash filmmaker. Later <laughs> later on, he has some specific books or things that he's written mm-hmm. or whatever. But I call him Five Heads at Freddy's uh, just because he's that forehead is big. Yeah. Um, All but, five fingers going on there. Yeah. Um, but uh, he basically just ex- excitedly talking about how. There's walkways with specifically with stairways carved at the end of them to go up to the next level. And to, like none of this was what you're, they're literally showing HD footage of this as he's saying it. So I'm like, yeah, it, to- it totally yeah. is fucking stairways and, and walkways and tunnels to walk through mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but uh, totally makes sense as you're watching it. So then they have a Japanese expert come on. Um, he's only on for a few times. Uh, I forgot to write his name down. He's never in the show again. Um, he talks about the 23 foot Nakamura son. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, he talks about the 23-foot carved face that resembles a very active mother um, mm-hmm. who's – who's. it's kind of a milk – a lactation goddess. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, oh, Wes Milking. Hi. <laughs> um, oh, Wes Milking? <sighs> Not him again. <laughs> uh, Hello. <laughs> I am loving big, big breaths. Okay, <laughs> get a pivot from that. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, so twenty-three foot car face. He says kind of resembles the Sphinx. It doesn't look like that, but I think what he's saying is that it's right up front, like the front part, or at one end of this. So it almost not the ass end of it, right? right like like the Sphinx in um, Giza, like like opens the plateau to the like to to where the pyramids are and stuff like that, or the or the buildings that surround it. Um, I don't I can't remember the name, yeah, of it, but. Uh, He's saying it's similar where it's like, oh, this must have been like a obelisk or something. All, all, all the signs uh, support this being like a ceremonial site mm-hmm, of some mm-hmm. kind. So, and Graham Hancock uh, comes on again. I don't really have a, a nickname for him because he's kind of just snide and dull a lot of times. Not that he's uninteresting, but he's just like, like I said, he's like the Richard Dawkins of this show. Even though he's very much about, he even looks like Richard Dawkins too, but mm-hmm. he's very he's very much just like, Mainstream hockey, I'm just a fucking idiot. It's like he just has this attitude of like they're fucking stupid. Yeah. I know, I get it, and whatever. So call him Ham Hand. There we go, <laughs> Ham Hand Cock. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll think of something better. But uh, anyway, so um, he just is on Wiener? there to confirm. It's one. Of, <laughs> it's one of those episodes too where a lot of the times the experts are coming on just to quickly reiterate what the narrator just said or what or what one of the kind of one off narrator people like the like the Japanese guy said on the on screen. But uh, but. Um, Hancock was at that expedition too, which is at least that's interesting. He's sitting there looking at all the old tools with the guy and stuff. Um, and so it's pretty gnarly because the, um, the tools were from like nine, they were from 9,000 years ago, but the actual geological study on them says that they are from before being encapsulated in ice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they could be like 42,000 years old or something ridiculous like that. Um, But uh, anyway, Sooks comes on and he makes two points, which the points are fine. Yeah. Except that he throws one little thing in there where I'm like, okay, stop it. Like it's because it's so inconsistent with, with the rest of their speculative theory. So he says, Mm -hmm. the first one he says is now this kind of underwater civilizations tells me two things. Or could either be two things. Submarine people. (laughs) He goes, they either built these with scuba gear. I don't think so. And I'm like, Sooks. These are the two things I think, but I don't think so. Well, it's like, you can't believe that scuba gear was given to the to the like early people by the gods. But you believe levitation devices that could Mm -hmm. lift 10 million tons 
and spaceships and energy weapons. Like, why is scuba gear so fucking hard to explain? Like, I'm not saying they did because I don't think... That would be Like you were saying, building something underwater with an apparatus is insane. Of course, they were built before the ice caps melted or or when the water level was different. But, so anyway, that that was my only nitpicky thing. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, that logic... Is so Let me like, throw out something totally stupid. Right. Let me be really puritanical about this one little thing, even though my very new agey philosophy is totally open to yeah, all yeah. this speculative stuff. So, um, but uh, uh, anyway, and the other possibility is they built it above ground. So yeah. of course, <laughs> excuse me. Um, that uh, uh, all right. Watch Joey's getting real gross tonight. Yeah, sorry, I know. real sloppy. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. Scientists and archaeologists think now that, like, urban societies didn't exist before about 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's it's moved, like, you know, researchers have, like, again, widened that a little bit. This was November yeah. 2010 when this episode aired. Um, and so uh, now that we're thinking that, you know, Homo sapiens existed with the same brain structure as uh, as far back as 200,000 years ago, um, then it goes way past that 40,000-year max, which... If you have, let's say, 160,000 years of previous history you didn't think happened mm-hmm. and might have gotten destroyed by the Ice Age or getting buried underwater, it makes a lot of sense. That's that's something where I'm like, okay, I could totally see that. Yeah, you know? yeah. believable. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but it's also because they haven't explored most of the ocean or anything. Yeah, so yeah. this is at least all fitting together, you know. So um, anyway, um, the show does then a few misleading things that I don't like, which they like to create some... To them, it's not fake, but they create this needless cognitive dissonance in the viewer. So the narrator comes on, and every fucking episode, I'm like, I'll, I'll get to know his name, but I forget. Um, they show a picture. Um, uh, they're still talking about the Yoni Goonies site, and they're like, but could primitive man, or a, or a, a primitive man such as this? And it shows a guy spear fishing with a, with a rod and a spear, and he's catching a fish, mm-hmm. but he's got like his loincloth on and whatever, um, have built the Yoni Goonies structure. And it's like... You're you showing a like this one particular this is a nitpicky again, but this one particular example of dude spear fishing, yeah. people still spearfish today. Spear fishing doesn't it's make like one you of the a most classic yeah. right. When they were building the pyramids, they were spear fishing, mm-hmm. normal fishing and what like fishing hasn't changed that much other than mass fishing on boats and right. the technology Net. of the rods yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But still, it's largely sit there, wait, throw some mm-hmm. in the water, wait, or Look at the shallow fish and fucking Figure spear out. them, yeah. or now we have harpoon guns and yeah. stuff. But anyway, it was just a dumb thing to be like, how could this moron who spear fishes? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what's hey, going on? Fishing? These things aren't biting, so I'm out here poking. <laughs> how you doing today, Mister Hooney? <laughs> Mister Hooney? Yeah, is that like a caveman? I don't know. Name? One okay. of the you, you call them the what were you saying? Just the Hooney Galoonies, the Yonaguni. Yeah, Yonaguni. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah. Mister Hooney, Yoni Galoonie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bunch of baloney, Mister yeah. Hooney. I'm gonna get here a catfish, and I will bring it up to you. And Mr. I don't even sir. like baloney. I like catfish. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> baloney fried is good, but catfish is better. Especially you get yeah. that. That nice uh, heavy whipping cream in there and that uh, <laughs> Sanford brand flour on yeah, there. And you yeah. get that fryer going from a crate and barrel. And yeah, you, know. yeah. <laughs> you know, I ordered it because yeah. I'm back here in town. <laughs> and thank you for bringing that technology to me, <laughs> Mr. Saguni. Right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's like, it's it's just, I, I only point these things out because it's like, it's needless cognitive dissonance where it's mm-hmm. trying to like convince you instead of just show you. You know, right, instead of right. just showing you, oh, look at this evidence, 
it, they do these little things where they're pushing, like for the oh, but could yeah. they really? And yeah. automatically you're like, oh, maybe they couldn't. And oh, you know. that does sound right. Yeah. Oh, always milky. <laughs> um. Uh, Grant Hancock is on here again for mm-hmm. the thousandth time to say that the Yonaguni is unique because no other Stone Age culture seemed to think in those terms, let alone having the tools. But they didn't think about, like, you know, Stone Age cultures didn't think about building a giant complex. And it's like, even though he sounds like a dick, he's kind of right in the sense that assuming the timeline is correct and during the Ice Age and right after people were mostly living in caves or below yeah. the ground or whatever to keep warm then yeah, they wouldn't be building stuff. They'd just be trying to survive. You know? yeah, yeah. The world would be a very harsh place or moving somewhere moving else. Moving into a more of a farming and then slowly developing right. up that. Right, in warmer climates and stuff. So yeah, they probably weren't worried about building um, you know, uh, these, these ceremonial sites to the gods or something yeah, to immortalize yeah. them. So, But then once they posted up for a while, a.k.a. like the Sumerians yeah. around 12,000, 10,000 B.C., get bored. you start having that kind of culture, you know, born out of, having some stability, you know, mm-hmm. instead of wandering everywhere, too. So, um, anyway, Yonaguni's location is also in an area in the Pacific with lots of extraterrestrial activity, even to this day, and it's called the Dragon's Triangle. So, the thing about the Dragon's Triangle, though, is like, so, Five Heads at Freddy's comes on, David yeah. Wilcox, and he describes how Japan is labeled, this a disaster area, and it's very similar to the Bermuda Triangle. You don't want to go there or bad things can happen to you. Like, yeah. it gets all, like, like... Joey doing some high-hand, almost oh, dance-moving yeah. oh, gestures oh, oh. back and forth. Wilcox, Wilcox. Uh, so he gets he gets excited, and uh, he literally is acting like he knows this information, and you should come to him for, like, nautical advice on where to mm-hmm. travel and stuff in the ocean there. Oh, I got a great agent. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll hook you up. He's, he gets me deals on flights and all sorts of, <laughs> of you know, different boating trips. And like, he I knows said nautical all. advice, but you're thinking travel advice? <laughs> yeah, travel agent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, that That is definitely one of those fucking things that, like, anyone under 25 will have never even – I mean, they were going out when we yeah. were kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone my age that has a travel agent. Yeah. I think my mom does. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> bye. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I'm giving you a cue yeah, to play. Go. Um, so they, again, if you listen to or had seen uh, season one, episode five of our show or their show, where we talk about mysterious places like the Bermuda Triangle, we have plenty of evidence on there. And again, books have been published um, by, there's one guy, by a guy named Larry Cush um, in 95 called Cush. the Bermuda Triangle Solved. And he says that the ships tended to just be fishing ships. The ships that were reported to have disappeared were simply fishing ships. And the most prominent case that's always um, uh, quoted just... was... Huh? Oh, no, go. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The most prominent case that's always quoted about this mysterious disappearance, um, A, it was not a naval ship. It was a fishing ship. And it was because there's an under an active underwater volcano that fucked the bottom of the ship up, which that's fucking gnarly, but that's not paranormal. Yeah, it releases the gases. You know? and that. Yeah. I think they I've seen when they were doing those Bermuda Triangle tests, like extreme pockets of gas than being able to sink a ship right. because it displaces all the water and it right. sucks it down. Um, and yeah, to you up there, you're like, it seems like, what the fuck's going yeah. on? You know? Mr. Hooney, my <laughs> ship's down! Oh, <laughs> um, Can you help me? But uh, I love you. <laughs> Mr. Hooney, why aren't you listening to me? Bye! Why aren't you riffing with me? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting though because as much as they say like, oh, the, the Dragon's Triangle is like the Bermuda Triangle, which is just like how 
Columbus's accounts in the Bermuda Triangle of like the big light, like mm-hmm. following his ship and whatever. Which I don't dismiss. He might have seen. He might have. He might have seen something with yeah, Dooney. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's the same thing. So it doesn't do anything. Saying that it's the same as the Bermuda Triangle does even less for me and you, at least, to yeah. like prove that it's a paranormal place or something. Um, it is active. There's active UFOs, there, but like we said before. There's UFO sightings active everywhere. So, yeah. like, from small towns to big towns to wherever. So I've got euphemism sizing. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> hey, that cloud looks like a boner. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Another that's euphemism sizing. pretty hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, how can the boner be the white stuff that comes out of the boner as yeah, well? As the cloud. My brain's leaking out of my ear. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so they also try to make the point that it's on the 25th parallel latitude line, both the demons equal, triangle or the yeah. dragon triangle and that yeah. and, uh, and Bermuda triangle. And it's like, even some of the scientists on that, the mysterious places episodes were like, yeah, there are some minor magnetic shifts there for sure. But that's just kind of earth. Like there's yeah. just, ge- just always weird there's geomagnetic anomalies, but not enough to like knock a whole computer out or fuck your radar. Right. Right. Well, even just, too. you know, sun shit, you know, sun flares and all right. kinds of, crap happening out in the universe right can then affect the magnetic magnetic flow on right. the earth and so then they get into like the uh aliens as a precursor like advanced human race which is kind of what this is all about anyway um that's introduced in the first episode of like oh what if they're aliens or what if they're just time traveling advanced humans mm-hmm. or dimension traveling or a precursor race that is hiding from us basically yeah. or trying to help us like rebuild ourselves or something um but they think now we get into the whole underwater base thing where it's like they're old societies like if atlantis sunk or a lot of these old sites for some reason and i guess if you combine it with the hollow earth theory they could be going down under but like that doesn't make any sense and now yeah, i'm yeah. speculating now for the at guys yeah. but uh but they're saying like oh like because there are a lot of reports about lights and things coming out of the water and going back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so their whole theory is that oh they might be going to a lot of these sunken sunken cities um, and uh, doing something down there. That was my question like what are they going to do down there? Like if their city's under fucking water, what can you do <laughs> down there? <laughs> like, like oh I'll show you what I can do down there. <laughs> oh this is uh, some kind of. Uh, Self-inflicted, uh, big-ass-dicted, buttholistic pleasure party from down there. Welcome on, David. Come down on down, there. baby. Down there. I'm going up down there. <laughs> down there. And I suck. <laughs> I got that Um But uh, were you actually playing all that, or was it a beat? How's making it happen okay <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um so because that's like saying my house like blew away in a tornado but i still go back to the foundation of the house and look at it like what are you going to get from there memories you know, I, I guess yeah <laughs> um but uh so the next segment is still about japan's legend so mm-hmm. um the as we previously mentioned they have the legend of the hollow ship which uh, according to um uh, more ancient Tokyo folk uh, in that area. On the beaches north of Tokyo, there was a large um, orb-like uh, metal craft that washed ashore, and a beautiful woman came out. And she spoke a language none of them knew, and she had a uh, uh, her craft had strange inscriptions and writings and whatever. And she carried a box with her. And this is one of my oh. favorite parts because apparently in Japanese culture. There's a specific type of box to carry severed heads in. Oh, just <laughs> and, like Perseus. Right. And then the guy was like, and he's a very Japanese man speaking mm-hmm. English, but um, 
uh, milk me. <laughs> milk children. Yeah. Uh, milk, milk children. children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very much into that idea. Uh, some kind of... Uh... <laughs> Hard peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Because he always says that. So yeah, kind of hard. Yeah. Some uh, kind of hard penis. I like to uh, call myself Childress, the hardest of penis. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, he's like, he's like, uh, this was uh, different than the classic box for severed head. So I think a sign of uh, extraterrestrial uh, activity. And I was like, okay, like, I mean... And he kind of is like just an expert in that myth, like mm-hmm. like he's not really that one much of an expert. Yeah, that story's it's, about five sentences long. <laughs> yeah, it's like mildly interesting, but at the same time very like uh, dismissible. Where they're like, oh, and you know, Wilcox and Donnie's like, and the five other regions independently have the same exact description and myth, and I'm like. Japan's on a very big island. Yeah, and word travels at fast. no point does Wilcox say, "Oh, within the same year, all these yeah, other yeah. regions had it." It's like, no, it could have been four hundred years in between. I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's interesting that the drawings are the same, but at the same time, it's a very oral tradition based society back there, which I know you'd love. What? Um, but uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but uh, at the same time. People traveled around the island all the fucking time, so they probably had a scroll and spread things around, or there were religious folks yeah. saying this was I a crazy... I spread my scroll around all over the place. Right. Saying that it was a religious experience and whatever. Yeah. So, in and of itself, that's not a great piece of evidence. But, um, anyway, um, then we get to what we were, you were talking about before, which is the Dogu figures. So, they're these kind of, like, bug-eyed things or heart-faced things, or these little statues called Dogu. Um, and uh, and Sooks is on there, and he's like... This this concept, I think it's the first time we see this in uh, in the series, but it comes up a lot, which is the gods and goddesses that look like they might have spacesuits on right. theory, and it's con- it constantly comes up. Um, the biggest one that I remember, even before we did this podcast, but independently looking it up, was the um, the carvings of the Anunnaki from the Sumerian culture. Yeah, they look like they had all this crazy stuff on, and they say, look. And he's like, oh, and he even has a wristband, right. a wristwatch. You can see the time and the hands. And I'm like... Because modern day people <laughs> rely on wristwatches. Or future people have well, that's analog yeah, wristwatches. Like, yeah. yeah. And so... And and then that was be, that was debunked. Half past a monkey's ass. <laughs> <laughs> a and a to quarter his to his balls. <laughs> um, but uh, I always remember that theorem that's – because isn't the Pythagorean theorem that the angle of the dangle is equal to the hang of the wang? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the mass of the ass. They're, they're equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, now, it, you never want to square root that in. No. Because <laughs> um, then you get a root and tootin number, and that's not good. Uh, you're going too far. <laughs> Was that a steel drum? (laughs) That would have been your fucking uh, Little Mermaid sound effect you should have had a steel drum. Anyway, um, that wristwatch thing, some like like super base level like Sumerian uh, archaeology expert was like, no, if you look at the fucking thing, this is like one of the most prevalent religious symbols in their society. It's like this little star thing on it. Those aren't watch hands. It's this, whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. So it's not a wristwatch. He's just wearing, it's a priest or a God or God. It's like, of course the gods would have divine symbols on them. Right. 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 So anyway, uh, Sooks is going like, Oh, you know, these look like goggles and this is a pressurized sleeve. And, and Mm -hmm. like, and it's like, he's literally just pointing to a collar and some swirls, like, like little carved swirls around it. And I'm like, 
how, why would you automatically think those are buttons or right, right. gauges button, button, or anything? Who's got the button? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it, and honestly, to me, a lot of it looks like old samurai armor. Like it's not, and, it, and that right, was kind of where. And, and and to be fair, the Dogu figures were far before samurais were around, or even that armor necessarily. But still, um, could have evolved into that, right? Or they just could have been fucking you know the dyed you know bejeweled things or whatever because if they were supposed to be because they're technically i did a little research again on the dogu figures they're supposed to be just spirits and right. they do call them like the the term dogu means the the tools with which we we live with or something which would make sense for them to say yeah these dogu are spirits that taught us how right. to farm rice how to use wasabi on our yeah, food the spirit of the wind. how to whatever yeah. like so yeah because japanese are very demigod demon they're very they're very into animism they're very so like you know objects that are are that that house spirits of some kind or the divine they're into animal and elemental spirits like of all the stuff so it doesn't yeah you're exactly right so like the other point too is that like if you look at you know because sooks is like saying Look at how exaggerated. And like, and Von Daniken comes on and he's like, look at these eyes and look at these buttons. Clearly, astronaut suit. And I'm like, A, why would it be an astronaut suit from a U.S. or Russian astronaut from the 60s? Yeah. Why wouldn't they have a different fucking thing? Or why would you not just have an invisible force field that kept you from the atmosphere or something? Star-Lord style. Right. And, uh, but also, they're saying like, oh, Japan's the only one. It's like, well, not, they don't say it's the only one. Sorry, I misspoke. But they're saying like, look at how specific this is. I'm like... You you got to be kidding me! Just because something has massive eyeballs, that means that it must be a misinterpreted set of a visor or goggles. Right, right, right. Look at West African fucking fertility gods and goddess statues. Yeah. They have giant boners, giant tits, big bellies, massive long necks, or whatever. Do <laughs> do you have that on a randomizer? No, I'm going through it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look at their day. giant penises. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like to, to say that exaggeration in art, you know, that, that literally, uh, what do you call that? Like caricaturization, like in art. Oh, a caricature. Yeah. Cut it. The art of caricature has been around since man themselves. Like they're, they, they've never really like you look at cave paintings. They weren't really going for realistic proportions. Mm-hmm. And if they thought something was divine or the way shadows made it look or whatever. Yeah. Of course, you're going to draw different shit, or they drew animal parts on right, or whatever too. Crazy, yeah, yeah. So again, nothing that you know. But the, the funny thing is, though, is that uh, the dogu in Japanese culture, they themselves are the ones that say, "Oh, I thought you had a fucking police <laughs> siren thing." It's now just a siren. Yeah, yeah, they're coming for you. Um, they uh, found the kids. <laughs> shit. Um, they in the backyard. Go, go, <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> We're taking a break. Back. No. Um, but the Japanese themselves say that. The dogu were these like household spirits that mm-hmm. taught them how to do things. So it's right. It does, but it's still just their how to legends. make wasabi, right? Uh, soy sauce, right? And uh, <laughs> they brought the. Is that supposed to be Wilcox? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there's even a PlayStation game from back in the day called Doki Oki, yeah. which means like big do- dogus or whatever. And so uh, there's a family. It's a it's like a comedic game where a family of nice dogu are trying to live in modern day J- Tokyo and live their life and go to school and stuff. And there's an evil dogu alien because mm. they did think of them as coming from the stars and right, all that right. stuff too. Um, so they're still around in culture. I just played persona 5 shout out to some people that are jrpg fans and it's all about like it's kind of a pokemon game but with demons and ghosts and, oh, yeah. re- and religious things mm. um so you can like you can capture like a ball or you can capture 
stuff from him, like Krishna or you can, whatever, mm-hmm. and they all have different powers and shit. But uh, and they fight for you. But the dogus are in there too, and uh, and I use it all the time because it was repellent of all physical attacks, so it made uh. your character almost invincible. But um, but anyway, um, so those don't really prove much. And again, you're going to see this. Oh, and I think really with the Maya and Incan civilizations. They go super deep into, look, they're wearing space suits and stuff. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, we then go to India. Um, and uh, we go to the north northwest coast of India, which is called the Gulf of Combat, mm. which isn't combat. It's like right. K- K-H-A-A-M-B-A-T. Combat. Yeah. And um, a bunch of research vessels are there. Mm. Um, they found um, regular structures off the coast like 170 feet below for four square miles, which is insane. And to me, that completely reeks of a city or some sort. Right, I mean? right, right. Four so, squ- so you're saying two miles on each side. That's massive. Like, that's fucking crazy. So um, Graham Hancock, who's, a, you know, like kind of the expert with this stuff, too. Right. This is like the most I see him on lo- – he wasn't on location in the episode, but they're showing a lot of pictures of him there doing yeah. studies and stuff. Um, and uh, plus – the this you know quote unquote city was on the side of two ancient river channels, which almost every city is next to a water source. Yeah, I mean from that's standard times, issue. You know? yeah. So um, anyway, but yeah, so again, this was this was with artifacts were dated uh, for thirty two thousand years ago and could even be older. And um, Childress comes on and kind of makes a, like a not really a pointful point, like a poignant point. He like he just says you know now. Now, mainstream archaeologists say that uh, Hindu culture is only 5,000 years old, but Hindu scholars themselves and religious leaders say that it's tens or hundreds of thousands of years. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah they want to pump religion. themselves up. Yeah. yeah. And that's what their relig- religious texts say. So, again, yeah. if you're taking them at face value, sure. you know. But yeah. in terms of the evidence found, it's only about 5,000 years ago. So, at least the, the modern Indian cu- Hindu culture right. we know today, because this is what they're theorizing. So there is an actual city of Dwarka, which is named after the mythical city of Dwarka, which is what they think oh, this you know, monument is. I think this is real because in Men in Black, the mm-hmm. uh, worm people would say, Ala Dwarka. There you go. Ha-quanta. Mm-hmm. Hey, Will Smith. That's evidence enough for me. Yeah. You know, so episode over. <laughs> Bye. Bye. No. <laughs> uh, but um, so, uh, and it, it makes sense in terms of the, the myth where Dwarka was the ancient city where Krishna, who's one of the chief gods in Hinduism, um, that's where he was king and ruled over this magical city um, because they literally found like cobblestones and streets and and buildings of various sizes and sandstone walls and all that stuff. So, and uh, Sukes comes on and is like, you know, if this was Christendom, this is like if you found the Ark or the Holy Grail, like it's that big of a yeah. thing. And so then they'd go into it. There was a big battle between Krishna and this guy, an evil king named Shalva. And it's very similar kind of battle to what we heard about the Vimana mm, um, in the mm-hmm. Mahabharata, which was they're like they're in flying ships and they're shooting beam. They're, they're shooting these arrows that are very loud and fiery and they shoot right, off right. and whatever. And they shoot these uh, uh, arrows that also look like lightning bolts where, so it could be like energy weapons right, or right. things. Star Wars blasters. Right. And they're flying around, you know, sh- uh, Shalva's up there in his fucking TIE fighter or something, and he's floating around up there. Get and the hell out of my way! <laughs> I thought you were going to quote Star Wars. No. <laughs> or adapted. <laughs> Stay on target. Yeah. Um, hey, it's a the- trap. <laughs> oh, Porkins. <laughs> um, but anyway, Shalva's up there. Krishna's shooting him down. 
And they say that the the way it's described when Krishna is shooting his arrows that look like rays of the sun, mm-hmm. uh, that the craft is moving very quickly in all sorts of directions, just like we see in modern UFO sightings. When because you know obviously you see a plane with blinking lights, they just move in a straight line. Yeah. Whereas UFOs are said to be going like erratic, and they, they and bip crazy. and bop and, and quickly which is always kind of weird. Like why do they go all fucked up? Like, why do they move like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, why would they be showing us that or something, you know? Yeah, like, like, I mean, it doesn't seem like an efficient way to travel. Right. Like, just it, just go in your line and cruise or you whatever. Think, like, yeah. not just like, dirt, 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 right. dirt. Yeah. Just disappear or something. Yeah. But, yeah. And and because I remember people saying, like, that's maybe how they communicate with each other or giving Again, us a signal. They like, don't need visual. That's very intense. <laughs> they probably have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can just text on Facebook Messenger. I mean, why not Fi? <laughs> right, exactly. Rest right. in peace, Harris Wills. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so then it goes into, is there evidence of Krishna's supernatural powers? And then they don't go into that at all. <laughs> like they literally yeah. introduce it and they go. I don't know. Yeah. They literally just go. Oh, and there was also this in the in the India's uh, Sangam literature. Uh, it, all these sages got together on a, on a magical land b- right below the tip of India that was connected by a land bridge. And it was this big, huge chunk of land. And now it's sunk. And like, so that has a, that that's interesting, I guess, but it has nothing to do with Krishna's powers. I don't know why they even say that. Mm-hmm. And also then they just move away immediately from this landmass. Like they just like, they're done. And I'm like, yeah. okay. They show a little map, go like, Broop, and it like disappears. I'm like, all right, I guess that's not. And they, and they say, could this be Dwarka? I'm like, you just said Dwarka was in the far Northwest when this is yeah. on the Southern tip. So very odd. It was almost just like odd editing, I think at that point. But anyway, the last segment of the show we go back to our favorite lake, Titicaca. Um, <laughs> it'd be really funny if you actually did the same thing the last time you mentioned yeah, it, too, without knowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we're in the Andes Mountains in Peru. Um, lake Titicaca is the highest navigable body of water. I put, I put boy of water in my yeah. notes. <laughs> um, but... Uh, in the year 2000s, a bunch of Italians, um, Italians investigated the lake, uh, and it was an archaeological crew, not just a bunch of swarthy guys going, hey, let's go fucking swim in a goddamn lake. Maybe there's some pussy down there, Jesus huh? Christ. A two fuck with our peepees. Jesus, um, Joe. That deserves a... <laughs> <laughs> um, that was very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that, was very, uh, that was very gross. That was very. That's aggressive. a. That sounded kind of like a, like Foghorn Leghorn's mom or something like that. Oh, that's very aggressive. Oh, man. <laughs> you getting real deeper, Mister Hornfog? Oh, uh, fuck me, grandson. <laughs> I said mother, didn't I? Oh shit. <laughs> well, I'll still fuck your grandson. Oh, my grandson. <laughs> um, uh oh, Steve's losing his mic over there. Um. Hey, Mikey, he lost it. He lost it. Just snap this table. <laughs> um, hey, it's not your table. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a bunch of this Italian investiga- you know, research crews down there. Uh, they found a paved road, a stone terrace, um, and, a, and a wall a half mile long. So this like isn't quite as impressive as some of the other ones, but still mm-hmm. a paved road, walls, and yeah. stuff like that's cool at the Stuff's bottom happening. of this massive yeah. lake. And this is a very um, spiritual power place for the the titicacans for the peruvians mm-hmm. there like they call it the lost city of wanaku and they say that not only was the lake there before time itself so every every all life for of the earth came from the lake which of course peruvians that live there right. would say that stranded up in the mountains too just like um, every most 
every culture very much you know yeah. i definitely know native americans all these people yeah. they're always the people right they always are <laughs> <Yep>. the ones <laughs> we're the Everyone's... ones that live here like, yeah this is us you know and uh nope, so you anyway. just live there you yeah. weren't birthing everyone right and so and because they've never met anyone else because they right. were twelve thousand feet up in uh, mountain range. So uh, anyway, it's a very spiritual lake for them. There's also a ton of uh, UFO sightings still there to this day. But as we said before in previous episodes, there are UFO sightings everywhere. So just because there's a lot somewhere doesn't mean there's not a lot in, uh, <laughs> I was going to say San Andreas, but that's <laughs> GTA or the movie, which is a fault line, not a city. Yeah. Um, but uh, R.I.P. The Rock. That was the only fucking city I could think of was San Andreas, and it's not a city. San Frandreas. <laughs> right there we go. Um, San Francisco was that? Oh, that was Big Hero Six, right? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Big um, poofy guy I in never a saw suit. That movie, but yeah. oh, it was actually really good. Um, but uh, yeah, lying on the lake bed was a large sculpted stone head. It wasn't that large. They picked it up in like a backpack or something. Nah. Um, but it's similar in design to the nearby Tiwanaku City, which we'll talk about in later episodes. Um, and that city, as Childress tells us, is uh, the invading Spanish were told that giants built Tiwanaku. And so, and they said the devil built this city because, of course, any religion but theirs mm-hmm. is fucked up. So, um, anyway, it's only 10 miles away. It totally stands to reason that the architecture would be very similar um, within the same mountain range, 10 miles away. Like, it's not that far. So, um, again, not a lot of, like, strict evidence, but I did like that this next little piece of evidence is the first time Childress does something, like, about biological life in there. So he mm-hmm. talks about how, um, for some reason, this lake that's 13,500 feet up in a mountain range, not anywhere close to saltwater, has a seahorse in it, which seahorses... Ex- and I did a little research... They literally, fucked. literally, this is the only freshwater seahorse that's oh. been found. Yeah. And a lot of, and at first I was like, because uh, the first thing I looked up was like, oh, saltwater sea, or are there freshwater seahorses? Yeah. And it was like, a lot of people think that pipefish, which are relatives of the seahorses, are seahorses, but they're actually it's very different looking. Evolved. This is literally a seahorse, and it's and other independent researchers in schools that have gone up there to do you know research. Um, they say no, like this is like the only freshwater seahorse we've ever seen. So. That also, it doesn't support any of the giants building stuff, but it does talk about evolution quite a bit, which is like that whole yeah. fucking land was probably underwater at some right, point. Right, just moved its way up and got right. fresher and then... And because that lake is miles big. It's a massive mm-hmm. fucking lake. So it's not like it's a small ecosystem, you know? Right, so, right. Um, but, uh, and it's a very vibrant, you know, alive ecosystem. Like you can, that's why these tribes could live up, live off of that lake with the fish and everything in there. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway... But um, we get a, a souk alert here, and he talks about the Imara Indians, which were there. Um, uh, you know, that's the tribe of Indians up there around Lake Titicaca that are still living pretty, uh, pretty living pretty simple lives up there. Um, and they have that kind of translator guy up there, and he's mm-hmm. talking like this, and he's like, uh, "Man from India." Yeah, and that's when he says, "Like, oh, this is the lake where everything came from," and the the Sky Brothers that we mentioned yeah. before, so they. they- Huh? No, I was going to say they ritualistically then come in the lake because right. that's where everyone came right. from. Yeah, and so you that that probably is enough salt for those seahorses yeah. too. Yeah. So not They're, enough to kill everything else in the right. lake, but at least for them to sup on yeah. their salty. And the, that <laughs> that that breed of seahorse is uh, the Simana. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from India. Yeah, the Siman. <laughs> uh huh. 
the Get semen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cum horse. The cum horses. Um, wow. But yeah, so he comes, uh, you know, the point we made before, which is yeah. like, of course, they would say life came out of this lake. Mm-hmm. Just like the Greeks say their entire life culture came from that mountain, right. Mount Olympus, which is like, no, it's just a mountain, you know. So um, everyone's little environment that they're right around, of course, they're going to see things and sacred. Especially the thing that literally does give them life, which is their fish and plants and water to wash themselves and shit yeah. like that, too. So, um, But uh, anyway, I had a, a larger meta question, too. All this talk about... The aliens must have helped humans, like, right, with, with more advanced technology. Which alien race, or where did it... St- who was the a alien- Jeopardy question? Right. <laughs> dollars, Which dollars, dollars. alien race? Right. It would, no, that yeah. would be the alien race that started yeah. this, and it was like... Who are the Oaxacans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is Chris Mahana Kwanzaa? Yeah. Um, who is my favorite brand is Old Navy? Um, it is. No, it's not. Um, well, I don't know why I corrected myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my question is, at some point, at some point, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? It's hit my head. Oh, <laughs> at some point, some alien race had to just stumble on these scientific things and figure it out through trial and error. So why, why is it the only way humans could have was through advanced help. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. Like, yeah, where's the, rule... the, the, the pinnacle, the start? Right. The if a billion years ago, yeah. if a billion years ago, X race, because they couldn't have all helped each other because uh, one of them had two to start. Two billion, Joe. Because well, yeah. no, <laughs> one of them had to do it themselves at some point. There had to be a first-ish. Right. And so that's just kind of a meta question to always ask yourself. It's like, okay, well, if for some reason humans can't, but aliens that we don't even know what they are can what does that kind of say about the philosophy and about the kind of the, the, the opinions about ourselves and our own race? There's a little yeah. self-loathing there, you know, like, oh, again, of course we're not we good enough. It. Yeah. Right. And, and it kind of reminds me of like uh, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Why are they robots that have lives? Right. Well, because the Omicron, the... the Omicron dictated it, right? No, but they came. What was the big planet they were from? Cybertron? Cybertron. And that was just a big brick, right? It was like a big metal, metal living yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, so yeah. what created that? I don't know. Maybe uh, that's all spark. Well, they were saying, well, oh, that's what it was. The all spark. Right. And so some, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. No, but it's like, they're just trying to say, oh, all life, you know, different forms of life. And we're a metal based life that can change our shape. And, but I'm like, but you can also turn into a mirror. They were toys. Who can't? I know. I know. (laughs) But it's more of a goof, but yeah. yeah, Roll out. Yeah. (laughs) We got bitches to fuck. Roll out. (laughs) Two Glock 40s, Autobots. Clock them back. (laughs) I'm literally, I'm literally like like, bouncing like I'm in a diesel truck. Like, like I'm in Optimus Prize's bubble. Optimus Prize. (laughs) We're going deep, boys. Ooh, I love that Shia LaBeouf line from the first Here we movie. go. <laughs> and now I'm in. Here we go, boys. We're going deep. Hail of a time. Sh- I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> they transformed that slowly. Just slowly fucking. Um, just slowly fucking. Um, yeah, then we talk to the biggest expert of this show is uh, her byline just says sheep herder. <laughs> Um, And she is there to say that um, their ancestors um, talked about this underwater city and they flooded it on purpose 
to hide its presence. Like they didn't want anyone to reveal its secrets, which I'm like, that's convenient, of course. Um, but they also say the stars have a connection to the lake. And when the stars are aligned, the temperature of the lake changes. And I'm like, yeah. those are called seasons. Yeah. <laughs> like when the stars are changing month to month. Right. Then the temperature change Because they didn't say it warms up. They just say it changes. And then she goes into. Why is that different? Yeah. <laughs> she goes into how there's lights coming out. Her translator comes and talks about there's how lights coming out and all that stuff. And we kind of get. We get our final children's religious episode. But it's a classic line. And he's like. And you start to get the idea that there's some kind of ancient alien underwater base. And so it's like, this is like one of the last 30, there's like 30 seconds where the show's over. And then the episode ends with Sooks just coming on and he goes, someday ancient astronaut theory will be proven right. And then it ends on that. And I'm like, why are you being desperate when you're on season yeah. two of your show? Yeah. You're already <laughs> you know? kind of cruising. Just let it go. <laughs> it sounds like they, they didn't have, because it's not like there wasn't enough in this episode, but. I think there's kind of a scramble going into season yeah. two of like what kind of yeah. content. And then if it goes beyond season two, then what kind of, like how right. deep can you go and how deep do you want to go yeah, it each makes little it, topic and, and scenario? I think you're totally right because they probably, most of season two, I'm sure, is just extra stuff from season one that they, yeah, like, okay, that yeah, they edited into an episode. Real quick and, and then you can always have some recordings with some different yeah, experts yeah. and just you know cut them in or whatever so um but yeah it was i liked it at least because it moved and it was just like a handful of examples or something and what i liked is that the examples were visible you can see them you're like wow this is fucking crazy and if you trust i'm shocked they didn't have geology jesus robert shock on this episode mm-hmm. because everything was about dating the right. rocks you know but yeah, i would love to date the rock i know right yeah he, he seems, seems like a nice guy hey he's gonna go for president too yeah, so you he's could got be the a first, lot of them muscles you could be the first male lady the first male first lady yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah it was Dwayne. <laughs> stop <laughs> this crazy <laughs> thing um, and he just goes steven let's fuck <laughs> um, that was you getting disheveled at the life that yeah. you've accepted. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> I used to want this, but I just wanted to hang out with The Rock once or twice. <laughs> Why'd I have to marry him? <laughs> He's too strong. Can't you smell what I'm cocking? <laughs> that <is> cheesy dick. <laughs> and then I go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, smells like your yes. cheesy dick. Let me suck it. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. <laughs> Oh, that was him plopping it in. <laughs> His soft penis plopping it in. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's been... Uh, don't do the fucking music yet. <laughs> that has been um, season two, episode three. Stop it. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm no, kidding. Sure. Fucking I'm sure. um, uh, underwater <laughs> places? What is it? <laughs> uh, gods of, of no, water. Uh, underwater worlds. Um, now, this is not to be confused with our other podcast... <laughs> Underwater World, which is about a behind-the-scenes podcast about the behind-the-scenes documentary on the director's cut uh, cut DVD. That's yeah. <laughs> um, laying on the director's cut right now. We yeah. have him in the basement. Yeah. It's tied up. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of damp down there, but it's not too bad today, yeah. so he's good. Yeah, he's not in like his own water world. He's just yeah. kind of in damp world. So. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's getting a lot of funguses, fungi on his yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. We pee on him, though, to uh, yeah. help negate some we of kill that. kill it. Yeah, yeah, like jellyfish uh, piss. Yeah. Or uh, athlete's <laughs> foot. You're supposed to piss on your own feet, right. and then that helps kill yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, I just like, I just piss on athletes' feet. Well, yeah, I just like find rock. yeah heavy yeah. sportsmen, yeah. and I go, "Hey, how's it going, buddy?" I tap him on the shoulder while my other hand's got my weenus in it. Hey, and mind I'm if I piss on it. your feet? No, no, no. I just straight up piss. And go, I say, "Huh, weather today, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Run away. 
<laughs> and then because he's an athlete, he very quickly runs after you and yeah. beats the shit out of you. Yeah, but that's also my thing. So. Yeah, but then he fucks you anyway. Yeah. So because um, his feet were cold and you warmed them up. Yeah, it was um, a thank you. Yeah, so Underwater Worlds. <laughs> uh, next episode, I believe, is uh, Ancient Aliens and the Third Reich. So it's going to go into... It's going to be uh, a lot of pivots in that one. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of Hitler-centric stuff because the Nazis studied uh, ancient astronaut theory as well, uh, specifically the Anunnaki and the Aryan race, the precursor race yeah. they... they uh, created to mine gold for us and yeah, shit a lot like of the that. white yeah yeah all, all the white power shit yeah. you know <laughs> um but uh yeah so this is this has been good i think this has been cathartic no um i want some kind of show we did find david children's official account too so i'm excited to oh, yeah. see what instagram posts he yeah. posts up finally up there yeah and his personal facebook as well as his facebook yes. page yep um yeah so find us at uh, Probing Ancient Aliens on Facebook and Instagram. All one word, obviously. <laughs> if you like our dumb humor um, and you like craft beer. Or grosser to... parts of our humor. Yeah, we get pretty kind gross on that one, too. Drift on that um, one. Listen to our other podcast, Beer There, Drunk That, on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podcast <laughs> Services. Uh, we are Beer There, Drunk That PC on Instagram. Not very PC, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beer there, drunk that on Facebook, and um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's it for us, right? Again, if you leave us a review, that's oh, yeah. a five star, we'll rate it, yeah, or we'll rate it, <laughs> yeah. we'll read it, yeah, yeah. And thank you for everyone who has rated and reviewed the show, yeah, yeah. thank you for the our first fan mail, exactly. And piece. Yeah. That was really cool, yeah. Feel free uh, to write in more if you have questions or or whatever, or you just you know want to be yeah. making jokes about something on the page. We've had a one or two people start yeah. doing that. We've had so. some growth there, so yeah, we'll get a community get going me on. Hard, there. yeah. Um, I'm single, so if you're single ladies and yeah. you want to meet up, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and because we're a small podcast, we'll talk to you. Like if you bring shit up, we'll actually respond and stuff. Yeah, so. we're just in a house right now. Yeah, we're just a couple <laughs> of dickheads that like the show. So. Um, but yeah, thanks for all the support. Yeah, so it's been far, great. so cool. yeah, uh, that that is actually it. Cue the music. Are we the getting back into <laughs> our um, cocoons as we spoke of last time? We are to freeze on up. Yeah. We went in our old swimming pool, and some old people helped us put some hairy nut sacks around us, and now they're but pulling us out. Oh, but the pool, what? The batteries are not included. Because <laughs> it's the same actors as that. It's the same little robot people helping out some old fuckers. Uh, oh, Jesus. Johnny Five is alive. Need input, The Rock. Put it in my in hole. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs>